the Prophet ﷺ would recite the Quran both with wudu and sometimes without it, just to show its permissibility. Just to show its permissibility that you can recite Quran, you don't have wudu, you can still recite it. Nowadays when we have these digital screens, you could literally be looking at a digital screen and as long as you don't touch the letters or where the letters appear on the screen, as long as you're just kind of moving it either with a stylus or if there's an empty space and you're moving, you could move that and you could recite. If you're caught without wudu sometimes, and so don't delay the reading of the Quran if you can't go and do wudu at that time, if you're at work or somewhere and you can't do wudu. However, without ghusl, you're not allowed to read Quran. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran ila yawmiddin. Amma ba'd. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Innamal mu'minun al-lazina idha dhukirallahu wajilat qulubuhum. Wa idha tuliyat alayhim ayatuhu zadathum imana. وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in these verses, Surah Al-Anfal, verse 2, Certainly the believers are those whose hearts are filled with awe when Allah is mentioned and when His verses are recited to them. It increases them in faith and in their Lord they place trust. They're always trusting of their Lord. What we're going to be covering today is that, mashallah, we all recite the Quran. And especially Ramadan is a beautiful time to recite Quran. Mashallah, we have rooms dedicated here to reciting the Quran, alhamdulillah. And people like to recite the Quran during the month of Ramadan. So what we are going to be speaking about today is the etiquette of reciting the Quran. What should be the adab and what are the etiquette that we should observe to get the best out of reading the Quran? And I cover this from a very special book. This is actually from uh, this famous Qari of Egypt. Everybody should have heard of him. He's a contemporary of Sheikh Abdul Basit. His name was uh, Mahmoud Khalil al Husari. He's got beautiful recitation online. He's, seen, he's known for his really eloquent but simple way of reciting, you can find him online. So, he talks about the various different uh, etiquette of reciting the Quran. So he says, uh, number one, he's got several, I'm gonna mention them quickly. He says, number one, a person when reciting the Quran should be free from both minor and major states of ritual impurity. They should be pure basically, should not be unclean, dirty, in need of wudu or in need of ghusl, for sure. This is because the recitation of the Quran is the best of remembrances. It's the best of way of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet did not like to remember Allah except in a state of ritual purity. Now, that's the optimal. However, he says that it is permissible to recite the Quran in a state of minor ritual impurity when you only need to do wudu and you can't do wudu at that time and you still want to read, you're driving or you're sitting and you can't get to the bathroom or it's very cold or whatever. It would still be permissible though, though it is not the best practice. It is authentically transmitted from the Prophet 
that he would refrain from reciting the Quran if he was in a state of major ritual impurity. That's when a person usually needs ghusl. You don't, you, you, we're not allowed to actually recite Quran in that state. So then he says he should recite the Quran in both with wudu. The Prophet ﷺ would recite the Quran both with wudu and sometimes without it, just to show its permissibility. Just to show its permissibility that you can recite Quran, you don't have wudu, you can still recite it. Nowadays when we have these digital screens, you could literally be looking at a digital screen and as long as you don't touch the letters, or where the letters appear on the screen, as long as you're just kind of moving it either with a stylus or if there's an empty space and you're moving, you could move that and you could recite. If you're caught without wudu sometimes, and so don't delay the reading of the Quran if you can't go and do wudu at that time, if you're at work or somewhere and you can't do wudu. However, without ghusl, you're not allowed to read Quran. Likewise, if women are in their monthly periods, they're not allowed to recite Quran. So that's what he says as well here. Um, it is permissible for a person with ghusl but without wudu to look at the text of the Quran and to read its words. Likewise, if you don't have ghusl, you'd be allowed to look at the Quran if you wanted to. You can't read it, but you can read it in your mind. So you can't utter it with your tongue if you really had to. We usually say this for women in menstruation who are trying to memorize the Quran or something. They can at least look at it. Or if you want to reflect over the Quran, you can do that. So you can't say it with your tongue. That's what, if you don't have ghusl, you just can't say it with your tongue. Okay, number two, that was the basics. Number two, he says that he should apply perfume, fragrance essentially, and wear clothes that he would deem appropriate to wear when in the company of people. So that, that means at home, you don't want to be, you'd preferably, preferably, you don't want to be praying in your pajamas because you wouldn't appear in public. I wouldn't sit here in my pajamas. You better hope not. I mean, you know, you don't want to be sitting in front of public with your pajamas, you know. So that's considered undignified to read the Quran as well because you're in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when that happens. For this person is in a state of communication with his Lord through his speech. Imam Zarkashi, a great scholar of the sciences of the Quran, he says, that is due to him being in the presence of the bestower through the recitation of the Quran. For the one who recites any speech is like the one conversing with the one whose speech he is reciting. Now, if you're reading Shakespeare, Shakespeare doesn't know you're reciting, you're reading his poetry. Nobody else does, but with Allah, when you're reading, there's an interaction. When you're reading the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it. When you're reading anything, He knows it. But when you're reading the Quran, that's very special. You're reading Allah's book, He's interacting with you. So we want to be in the best of state. It has been verified that Abdullah ibn Masood would wear clean, beautiful clothing and apply perfume whenever he stood to pray or recite the Quran. Now again, it's the same thing that if you can't and you're just so tired and you're in your pajamas, you're in bed, you can recite. It's permissible to do so. In fact, there was one person in one of the communities, I think in London, that whenever on Friday he would sit to send blessings on the Prophet ﷺ, he would, and don't do this in fasting, he would rinse his mouth out with rose water. And then he would send blessings on the Prophet ﷺ. That would definitely be befitting of the Quran to do that. Not in Ramadan. The fasting person's breath is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than must. So we have, mashallah, very special fragrance 
in Ramadan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides through the fasting. <coughs> Number three, one should clean one's mouth with a siwak out of honor for the recitation. The Prophet said, clean your mouths for they are the passages of the Quran. Hadith by Imam Bazar, clean your mouths, they're the passages of the Quran. And thus keep them clean. If you want to be a serious reciter of the Quran, you definitely don't want to be swearing and bantering in that kind of way that is considered to be blameworthy. Permissible banter is okay. Yazid ibn Abi Malik said, your mouths are the pathways of the Quran, so purify them and clean them as best as you can. The scholars have said that it is recommended to use the siwak prior to reciting the Quran as a means of purifying the mouth to articulate the letters of the Quran. It just feels cleaner and better. You can use a toothbrush if you don't have a miswak as well. The next point, number four, is one should read in a clean place. As far as possible, you should read in a, as clean a place as possible. That's why some scholars um, recommended that the best place to recite Quran is in the masjid. Because what cleaner place are you going to get than the masjid? Right? Due to both being clean and a place of virtue. Because when you enter the masjid, we make intention for i'tikaf. Anytime we're staying in a masjid for more than a... I mean, anytime, really. Every time we come in, Allahumma ftahli abwaab rahmatik. Oh Allah, open up the doors of mercy. That's the first thing. In fact, we should probably have that just in big letters, just outside the door. Um, you are entering the abode of mercy, right? So ask for the opening of doors of mercy. And the other thing that uh, we are recommended to do is make an intention for i'tikaf. Literally, it's just nawaitu sunnat al-i'tikaf. I'm just intending i'tikaf. So even though we're spending 20 minutes here, 15 minutes, you're getting a reward of i'tikaf as well. That's the beautiful aspect of it. So when you're coming to pray, sit in i'tikaf as well at the same time. It doesn't have to be the 10-day i'tikaf of the last 10 days. This is just nafal i'tikaf of as long as you want. Then he's got some discussions about reading in the streets and things like that and the etiquette to do with that as long as you're listening, as long as you're paying attention, it's okay. Otherwise, you shouldn't just read if nobody's going to be paying attention or you're not paying attention yourself. Number five, he should face the qibla. While reciting, why? Why should you face the qibla? Why is that better? Again, this is not necessary, it's just better. Due to the hadith, <coughs> of Imam Tabarani, he says that the, the best of gatherings are those that face the Qibla. So there's a virtue in facing the Qibla whenever you're doing dua, when you're reading Quran. You don't have to, but it's just an additional virtue. A person should sit humbly as a humbly. Right. Humbly, right, in humility, right? And humbly should be humble anyway, so it's okay, right? Um, he should sit humbly with stillness and dignity with his head lowered. The best position to sit in while reciting is the position one sits in for prayer. That's the best position. That's the most dignified position in that regard. He should not lean back or recline on something like a pillow or a wall unless one has an excuse, like an illness. He should definitely not put one foot over the other if he can. However, however, this doesn't mean that if you can't sit like this and to the Qibla and with wudu that you don't read the Quran then. That's the optimal way. But if you're in a situation where you can't because you can't face, you're in a bus, you're going in opposite way of Qibla or you're just tired and you need to lean, then it's fine. He says, it is permissible 
to recite the Quran while lying on one's back, on one side or on one's bed. It's permissible. You're just tired, you want to lie down, read, it's fine. One will be rewarded for doing so, but maybe less than one sitting up. Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about those who remember him in Surah Ali Imran. Those who remember Allah standing, sitting and lying down, that proves that you can do dhikr lying down and sitting. And thus you can read Quran like that as well. In fact, um, Allah has made it very easy for us. The Prophet وسلم, it is because you know, for the Prophet وسلم, ibadah was second nature. It had to be easy. It had to be all the time and any time. Right? If you were forced to have to sit in a particular way, then we'd do it less, right? You don't, you don't feel like sitting in that particular direction. You want to just relax and still want to read? It's fine. That's why it says that the Prophet ﷺ used to even recite the Qur'an while resting his head on Aisha anha's lap. Literally with your wife. Your, your head is on her lap, lying down. Maybe she's sitting and you can still recite the Qur'an. That seemed almost like a romantic setup, not for the purpose of romance. It looks romantic. It's not necessarily for the purpose of romance, because romance is something else beyond that. But that's an intimate setup, you could say, to a certain degree. But you're allowed to do that as well, because you can remember Allah. In fact, when husband and wife come together, they should be doing the dua, the special dua for that time to protect against the shaitan. So it's not like a place where you, because it's not necessarily, you know, uh, a place that you're not allowed to do the dhikr of Allah. Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu anhu relates, uh, he says that I recite, sorry, he says I recite the Quran in my prayer and on my bed. It's also been narrated from Aisha radiallahu anha. She said, I recite my daily portion of the Quran while I lay down in bed. So if you're really tired, you can do that. Just read. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essential Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam, and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.